0: You are listening you are. to High School to five and five and we are real talk four. Four. The crazy thing about food trucks, here's a little random we'll going on with food trucks, especially in California, you know, everything's regulated. So they got to pay higher costs. So I understand they got to raise their prices. But at the same time, y'all motherfuckers are not paying rent. The whole point of you having a food truck is that it's hard <laughs> to open a brick and mortar shop and own or lease a space and be paying a monthly rent. <laughs> and making your income as a restaurant. So when you are a food truck and you are mobile, yes, you're going to pay, you know, a fee or licensing to be at certain spots and whatever. It's not the same as rent. So stop charging like you in a goddamn brick-and-mortar spot where you're paying a high-ass motherfucking rent and you got to charge some high-ass prices for your goddamn, a lot of times, mediocre-ass food.
1: Yesterday, I ate out a food truck with the really oily tacos, right? The barilla tacos. And they gave me one brown napkin. And I'm like, hey, can I have more napkins? I'm going to be a lot messier than this.
0: Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, but Aaron, we got to figure out what kind of tacos did you get? Barilla, barilla. You can't give me a match of moments. Matt Johnson
1: can't even speak Spanish. <laughs>
0: Birria. Aaron, you get a match of? Birria. Now?
2: This magic Man. Man. moment.
0: Man. Nigga, you took Spanish class.
1: Okay. I got the grump today. I didn't sleep last night like, with my machine on. You know, I'm tired. I didn't sleep well and I've been up since like basically I might have went I might have went back to sleep for about an hour after I woke up at 3 30, maybe an hour and a half. Great.
0: Sounds like you need to take one another one of the edibles, Aaron. I ain't Aaron. touching them. That's what's <laughs> like my he, time. It, sounds like he was hyped for the Pro Bowl today. I know. So like, We're well, we gonna get to that. <laughs> We're gonna get to that in a minute. Um, all right. Well uh, y'all already start
1: the show. Yeah, start yet? I've been sitting here all this damn time. I got ribs in a slow cooker. I thought you started.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the .com and the Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. You can also check us out on our Patreon page, tap in with us, and contribute to this indie podcast, staying Indie and Broke. Or don't contribute, it will stay broke. Anyways, <laughs> check us out at patreon.com backslash High Score 510 and we are here with uh, this is ag3 i'm coming at you
1: faster than someone walking into in the halftime at oakland and shooting somebody come on
3: <laughs> i mean there are, there are a lot of black players there are a lot of great black baseball men who would dearly love to be in managerial positions and i guess what i'm really asking you is to you know peel it away a little bit just tell me why do you think it is is there still that much prejudice in baseball today no, I don't believe it's prejudice. I, I, I truly believe that they may not have some of the uh, necessities to uh, be, uh, f- let's say, a field manager or p- perhaps uh, a general manager. Do you really believe that? Well, I don't say that they're, they're all of them, but they certainly are short. How many quarterbacks do you have? How many pitchers do you have that are black? It, it's same yeah, but I mean, you know, I got to tell you, that sounds like the same kind of garbage we were hearing 40 years ago about players. That really sounds like garbage. If you if you forget that, so. it's not. It's not garbage, Mr. Coppel, because uh, I played on a on a college team, and the center fielder was black, and then the backfield at NYU with a fullback who was black. Never knew the difference of whether he was black or white. We were teammates, so it just might be that they they. Why are are black uh, men uh, or black people not good swimmers? Because they don't have the buoyancy. That's my boy,
1: Al Capanis, baby.
3: Come up with that old
1: school racism.
0: <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know where to go with his racism. Oh, no, he He's didn't like, know. Where to go. They just might like, just be shut out. I, I don't want to sound too racist right now, but I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I don't back away from my racist <laughs> intentions. <laughs> They
1: had a black fullback and a black center fielder <laughs> that he played on. I like, uh, This motherfucker Al Capanis lettered in more sports than Jim Thorpe. Yeah, he's,
0: like, <laughs> he's like, oh, big black people, big black people. What have they done?
3: What has he done? Can you tell me? Big Magic Johnson, what has he done?
0: Well, yes, he he's a business person. He,
3: he's I, got age. <laughs> the niggas.
0: <laughs> and we are here with.
2: Uh, yeah, that just introduced me as Al Campaign. <laughs> What's going on? This is Brandon, aka Taco Pablo. Um, yeah, I'm excited. we got some good topics to talk about today. Aaron's already hot, so let's, uh,
3: let's keep it rolling.
0: Here's your sound bite.
3: Well, they've got everything... If if they take over coaching like everybody wants them to, there's not going to be anything left for the white people. I mean, all the players are black. I mean, the only thing that the whites control is the coaching jobs. (laughs) Now, I'm not being derogatory about it, but that's all that's left for them. The black talent is beautiful. It's great. It's out there. The the only thing left for the whites is a a couple coaching jobs. Maybe we (laughs) need to get more black coaches, wouldn't we? (laughs) Oh, it's all right with me. I'm sure that they'll take over that pretty soon, too.
0: (laughs) Man, he was complimenting. He was compliment. See, Al Capone is like, now nah, the niggas is stupid. <laughs> yeah, he was complimenting. The they can't swim because they physiologically is is incapable, un- just like they're mentally incapable. Well, I think
1: black people can't swim. They ain't smart enough. <laughs> Al Capone might have had a time machine and went to halftime in downtown Oakland before he came up with that interview. <laughs> and he's like, man, they can't do shit. Just, they can't uh, even get down. proper soap
0: dispensers.
1: Who Was that another interview?
0: Uh, that was Jimmy the Greek. That was that. That's
1: it. Yeah, Jimmy the Greek.
0: He he saw black excellence and knew what it was capable of. And mm-hmm. he was of a time where he's like, Man, they, we just trying to hold on to what we can still be a part of because like we can't keep up with these motherfuckers. And that's that was his way of being complimentary, but also you know, still a little bit you know, doused in racism a little bit, just a little bit, but not he, he wasn't too bad. He wasn't too bad.
2: No, I feel, see, but I feel like the second guy wasn't necessarily racist.
0: Oh, he was racist.
2: No, he was de- no, he was definitely a segregationist. He was like, these <laughs> black dudes gonna get here and, and take they'll all take jobs. He didn't say, like, oh, they're great, they hit the ball, they run fast, they do all the good stuff, but we just can't, you know, we're gonna try to keep the separate. <laughs> we're gonna try to yeah. keep them out of coaching. We don't want them out coaches. <laughs> I don't feel like he's gonna say racist, but the other dude was just like, damn they're stupid, they can't swim. I
1: can't, I can't unless they're can't. my teammates.
0: Nothing, my teammate, I can't tell the difference. I had a
1: teammate. I couldn't tell the difference because he's my teammate. But you know, he, he, you knew he wanted to call him dumb. He just didn't. but the nigga couldn't
0: speak good. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't understand
1: shit he was saying in center field. Thank God I was a shortstop.
0: And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art with two T's for a double dose of that Tink, Tink, the D of silence. So it's just Jart.
2: There are a lot of things that are going on that are unjust. People aren't being held accountable for. And that's something that needs to change. That's something that. No, this country stands for freedom, liberty, justice for all.
1: And it's not happening for all right now.
0: Mm. Colin Kaepernick said it better than anybody else in history.
1: How you get camping Can we get two people that are coming off a little racist or segregationist?
0: No, I'm happy with my choice. I'm
1: happy with the choice <laughs> I got.
0: Man. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron, you got the good old fashioned racist, which you love. you i all. Hey, what you <laughs>
1: fine with? I'm fine. Brandon, Bra- Brandon got I'm the mad.
0: got the guy who's trying to be a little more diplomatic with his, you know, <laughs> racism. I could have given you this one though, Aaron. How about this one? Yeah,
3: hey, man, miss you. Thinking about you. How about me going to a meeting and doing this before? That was a line of cocaine. And
0: there's those big grains falling, but I miss you. I miss you a lot, There's a the second big ass line of cocaine. <laughs> this motherfucker,
1: Wait, he think he's no, no, still no. 85. He, my advice no, 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 no. is still brand new. It's be a we do this
3: again. I'm a fiend for mojitos.
0: Third line so of that, cocaine. Wait for the, the sign off. The sign off is what is best. I think. I I wish I was looking at this. Pussy. I wish I was looking this off your
1: pussy. pussy. So,
0: what, so, what I don't get is that never gave niggas phones, right? That old
1: <laughs> Dolphins offensive line coach Chris Forrester. Uh-huh. Why did they just hire him if they wanted to lose games? He would have easily <laughs> took the money and, 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 for, and force, the hookers.
0: force resigned no because Adam Gates is already doing a good enough job at that. Like was like, <laughs> <laughs> was like Adam Gase. keep Adam Gates. I mean, yeah, he was doing it for free. The NFL Pro Bowl happened this week. Uh, my question is, question of the day is the NFL miss a chance to really just veer away from the actual game and make it a weekend of other events like they kind of had started doing but just lean fully into that and say fuck a game make it a year-end award show did they miss an the opportunity by having this game that was played today uh,
1: nah. if you if you make it without a game then you got someone gonna turn up and pull a damien arnett
0: <laughs> <laughs> he got
1: arrested <laughs> you know
0: good oh uh, yeah that, over a valley <laughs> but bring you out of you out get dinner or out, that that, dinner like, or out with gun. friends man <laughs> like you i hope he didn't pull a gun maybe the guy's just lying <laughs> like, <a> i <laughs> hope he like they like but the, yeah, the gun's in his car though jared
2: well, I see, I think the main solution they need to do is they need, don't play the player, don't play the NFL players. Just move the Senior Bowl back a week, yeah. have the Senior Bowl Pro Bowl weekend, and that'll be actual real game that people can go to and cheer and do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Call people, will be, people will
1: be actually trying, <laughs>
2: and, 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 and and
0: all the money raised at the game, the players get paid. That's actually not a bad idea. I think I think what they should do is just go full Squid Game on this bitch. You know, they had like they were doing races. They were doing dodgeball. They were doing like they weren't taking that shit
1: seriously. No, no, but
0: but it was but it's like it's fun, dude. Did you see what's happening today? Brandon would be all pro if he was on that field today. Brandon right now yeah. could have been yeah. looked all pro yeah. against those all. You pros. know what? I did watched the uh, under on that twelve field?
1: before the game started. They showed the under twelve flag football women's under I mean under seventeen, mm-hmm. and that shit was exciting. They actually had like plays in Panama versus Texas. Panama won. And it, I was like, man, this is good. Now I got to change channel for the shitty-ass Pro Bowl. Come on. Because it was coming on right next. And I was like, I can't watch this.
0: Nobody was rushing. They don't, blo- nobody they was don't block. Rush, they don't
1: block. No, no, they were
0: just standing in front of each other. And, uh, and like- for some
1: reason, the, the quarterbacks kept throwing interceptions, even with exactly. nobody rushing.
0: And nobody was tackling. No, nobody was, was it's, tackling. It's,
1: it's become the NBA... It's become the NBA all-star game. But at but, least
0: the all-star game, you'll see like crazy alley-oops off the yeah. backboard, just like fun but showy you under, stuff.
1: But, but we got to understand why the Pro Bowl become this, because you don't want to. Drew Brees, remember Drew Brees? Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, whole, I mean, you know, he would have had a whole different career if it nah, wasn't had, for
0: him getting hurt in that Pro they, Bowl. Well, he, he might not have signed with the Saints.
1: He was signing with Miami. But it also saved his career because Drew Brees didn't have a strong arm. After he came out that surgery, I was like, wow, he got zip on the ball.
0: He also went to a much better coach. Well, he was gonna be Diego. there.
1: Don't forget, he who wanted to sign him, he was gonna be there with uh what's that dictator from Alabama?
0: Oh, Nick Saban, they would have still signed Nick, lost Saban, Nick was Saban in Miami. He wanted to sign We him saw and what happened, no. but you saw Nick Saban also then quit. but that would
1: have changed if he would have had Drew Brees,
0: maybe Drew mm-hmm. Brees. But
1: he got hurt in the Pro Bowl, and that's when Miami said no. Everyone knew he was going to Miami. As soon as he got hurt in
0: that Pro Bowl... The flip side, of it, and said, nope. flip side of it was that Sean Payton and them took a big-ass chance and paid Drew Brees. There was also, what's his name, the running back from the... Robert uh, Edwards. Robert Edwards. Edwards I was Nia watching that. And, football in the sand, sand. And I saw that, yeah, I saw that too. I was
1: watching that, and I said, you know what? Football has a reason. Basketball has no reason to not make that game competitive. They're just entitled and just want to take a week off and chill. Football has a reason to be not competitive.
0: Yeah. I think what they could have done is they could have just done a bunch of these little games... They could add a team format, like a Survivor or some kind of Big Brother format, or a Squid Game format. Or the Bachelor, you got, man. You no, know, you have Squid Game format where everyone's all the players are given a number, and they got to go through different challenges. Sometimes they team up, sometimes they're on their own, and you make it round around doing those down till the Sunday. You get like the final challenge, and the challenges can be you know intelligent challenges. They could be physical challenges. They could be a combination. You could make your whole own like you really just like capitalize Squid Game uh pro bowl bro i'm telling you man wouldn't that be tight squid game pro bowl like they will probably have more fun and be more into actually doing some kind of squid game challenges throughout the weekend culminating in sunday you know the last few challenges between the, the, the final contestants for the championship and some kind of like you know prize for a charity or you know whatever and then you have the senior bowl on top of that coming up afterwards that like that is prime time tv you telling me nah. people wouldn't watch that? No, because
1: I didn't watch that other bullshit
3: they were <laughs> doing.
0: No, no, if somebody who used
2: to spend seven hours watching the NFL draft on Saturday and Sunday. That's a terrible idea.
0: <laughs> Come on. Brandon's like, I will get hooked on that in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> you bring in Nickelodeon and do all this gag bullshit. Y'all can have your own Squid Game, Nickelodeon, gags sponsorship. Man, I'm just telling you. You have a history of game shows with physical challenges with Double Dare and Omex in the Temple on Nickelodeon. Partner up with them. Bring in Squid Game and you got an actual Pro Bowl weekend that's worth something.
1: I'm going to tell you something about me, Joe Rogan, that you might not know. I smoke rocks.
0: Ryan Flores is suing the National Football League for a lack of proper execution of the Rooney Rule. What do you guys think about the, the lawsuit and what can you tell us about what, what stood up um, about this lawsuit to you?
2: Oh, I think I don't know if it necessarily stands out. You know, like black coaches don't get a chance. I feel like the only person that's really got a uh, two chances was Tony Dungy, Art Shell, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and who's, who's the other guy? T- um, Romeo Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's another
0: black dude. We got yeah, Mike Tomlin, coach. though. We do got Mike Tomlin. He's been holding strong because he got in with a franchise that'll, you know, ride with you for a while.
1: Well, he, he, he got out with the franchise that the Rooney Room is named after.
0: Yeah, yeah, that too. and owned by the Rooney's. That too. Yeah, I guess. What are the details about this lawsuit? He's suing the NFL, claiming that his his termination from the Dolphins was was unjust. Guys, erased racism. They wanted him to lose. They they offered to pay him to lose, and that. Um, the actual hiring process are not equal, equitable, or nor are they uh, adhering to the Rooney rules, which are supposed to create that equality in the NFL with representation of how they do their hiring in front office positions. So he's suing them, you know, basically stating that their practices within the Rooney rule are token and and false and not actually doing what they're meant to do.
2: So here's the thing. We'll talk about it a bunch this week, right? So in most jobs, right, they require you. Like a lot of times, when there's a job opening, let's say there's a job open at a school for like a principal or something like that, the people in charge of hiring already have like one or two names that they're that they're interested, in, right? But they're required to do open interviews with a bunch of people, right? And mm-hmm. the rule basically says you just have to make sure the people that you on the open interviews are black, like at least a couple of them are black or whatever,
1: or or a minority, or minority. A I'm sorry,
2: a woman. Or minority, right? But yeah, it, ha- it happens across the country in a lot of jobs, right? Like so whether it's a school principal who mm-hmm. has not worked at school for the last ten years, has got, and everyone knows she's like they've gone back to school to get credentialed, and that's what they're looking to do, and everybody likes them. That person's going to get the job. They they'll still interview a bunch of people, but that person has the inside track. Same thing at most colleges and universities, right? Some a lot of tech companies, right? They they might know somebody, but their policy might be to have open it to put it on on Indeed or something like that. And you really have to go in that interview and like blow somebody away to take that position away from somebody else. I think the main thing is that you have to look at the statistics, right? Like looking at how many, how many black assistant coaches there are, how many black coordinators there are and looking at that specific team's history as far as like hiring minority candidates. Yeah. And it really all hinges on how many other coaches join this class action lawsuit. And I don't think it's going to be a lot because right now all you got is Hugh Jackson Whose credibility is, <laughs>
1: it's, it's, and, should, you know, yeah. but, I, but I think, I think he knows this is a, it's, it's, it's not going to be a win, a winning situation. It's a little yeah. harder for him to win this, but I think the whole point of it is just to put it out there and to try to create change. Right. So basically he named three teams in the lawsuit, which were the Dolphins, the Giants and the Broncos. Right. His whole thing is just about the, it's about the practices that go on. His whole thing is like, what's the criteria to be hired, right? Like, I think that's what he's fighting for. The criteria used to be, oh, the reason why these Black coaches aren't getting hired is because they're not coordinators. So then all of a sudden, they're coordinators now, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, we saw there was a playoff game in which there was only one white coordinator. The Rams, Niners. I mean, not not the was, yeah, Rams, Niners. Now there was only I,
3: one. There was only one white coordinator. <laughs> There's only
1: one white coordinator. No, too. But the Tampa Bay had two when they played the Rams. It only had one. So the thing is, what is it? And then all of a sudden, the Enemy starts going out for jobs, and it's like, well, he doesn't call plays. His whole thing is to bring up the discriminatory practices. It's like, how can someone like Cliff Kingsbury get hired from having a losing record? The fact that uh, is it Josh McDowell. It's been called Josh in for McCown. A, Josh yeah. McCown, a second interview with Houston, where his only coaching experience is being a quarterback's coach for a high school for two years. So his whole thing is like, is the Rudy rule just the prop here? For some yeah. teams, they are using it as a prop, such as the Giants. Yeah. So the Giants does the bare minimum when it comes to interviewing, right? Someone also shared the story of Deuce Staley, who kept getting yeah, that was Philadelphia. The-
0: What's his uh, name on Cowherd? Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Uh, Samuel Acho. Everyone knows, Do Staley's never been a coordinator, never been nothing more than a running back coach or an assistant to like a running back coach. They, they called him in while they were still playing just so they satisfied the Rooney rule. So this whole thing is just to, to shed light on that process that even when the people do do it, like some people who don't want to, like the Giants do the bare minimum. And then you got teams like Minnesota who's like, oh, we're going to parade our minority interviewer out for nine hours. And then not <laughs> hire him, right? We gonna make sure everybody see him, right? Like, man, yeah. we brought him in two days, two two days.
0: We brought can, him in. Oh, you could do, like do like Denver. We took him to like Denver and around. sent Gary Busey to do the interview for you. Basically, Gary Boosie, John
1: Elway, same person, going
0: there drunk. Hey,
1: everybody, I would have been better off with Gary Boosie. If I'm if I'm in there, Brian Flores, like, man, just send me a Gary Boosie. I better off than all oh, you guys come back in hungover an hour late, things like that. Now. And then here's the thing. What would have been to happen if, if Brian Flores was an hour late? They wouldn't have interviewed him.
0: It, it speaks to a thing. yeah. Sam, Samuel Acho on uh, The Coward Show, you know, really spoke uh, levels to it. It's one of those things where uh, black people are caught in a catch 22. And that's part of the, the racist component of it is that it's, it's unfair. It's not one of those things where like if they're not doing it with the, the spirit of the law or the spirit of the rule, then you're condoning racism. That's what this rule is about. It's about deconstructing racism and you trying to willfully bypass it um, without even acknowledging it in a, in a, just doing your due diligence is saying, I condone the old norms. I want this racism to continue or I want the ability to have racist decision-making at my discretion more readily. Fuck this rule, I'm gonna bypass it willfully so that I can maintain that old school mentality. And we can't ignore and act like that wasn't the old school mentality. That wasn't the way things were thought of and established. That is the way things ran. And it was pervasive throughout everything that was done. So like, if you're trying to bypass this rule, then you are saying, I want the old way back. And whatever that means to you, it still means it's racist. And the other thing about Brandon was saying like what you have like a principal who's coming up through your own ranks that happens in a lot of these football hirings, these coaches are coming from other teams that have not been part of your your organization.
2: But so, uh, what I'm saying with well, the coaching thing is, it's a very small community, right? When you think about uh, Michael Floor, Kyle Shanahan, they were on the staff in Washington when Kirk Cousins was there, right? So they know each other. They have the same sort of coaching bubble. The people that were assistants. Oh, there, Sean McVay have,
1: was on that. On that yeah, Sean McVay was on that,
2: on that team too. And they all work together in other capacities. So they know a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. The problem is a lot of the people who know the same people are all white. And so yeah, when they look for a job, I need somebody to that I've not worked with before. Oh, he's also white, right? So I think yeah. a lot of this change with uh, assistants starting to become people of color.
1: the problem is assistants stay assistants or you do like the miners do and you ask you ask your black tight ends coach to take a, who is also the associate coach to take a 60% pay cut. And then when he says no, you fire him. And then you get <laughs> compensated because another coach takes another
0: job. That <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. make no damn sense. Well, in other news, to add on to this story, well, I, well, I guess let's get let's stick to this and we'll get to the, the Niners news in a second. But I guess the other part of the this this news that was, I guess, kind of the smoking gun, as people would say, is Bill Belichick texts Brian Flores days ahead of his interview with the Giants, congratulating him on getting the job and saying that I hear that you're the guy they're 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 they ch- they're choosing you. So congrats. Turns out Brian Flores still, they hadn't finished their interviews. Brian Flores was being called in as the only black coach to be interviewed with the knowledge that they had already chosen, you know, Coach Dable. And it's, like you said, the people you know, right? It's the it's the inner circle of people that throughout the years have become the part of the know. And Coach Belichick is, is probably part of that know. And so he's part of this ring that he, whether he's a big part of it or he's just, you know, in the know of the group, um, that's part of this group that is making is these these decisions and circumventing the the rules and fighting against the spirit of this rule. He texted them three days ahead of his interview that he had, that coach uh, Brian Dable had gotten the job. Flores was like, Are, did you mean to text me or did you mean to text Brian Dable? And coach Belichick was like, oops, my bad. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, really, I'm really hoping they'll check that on purpose. I'm really hoping. <laughs> I would hope like, man, as like,
0: old as he
1: is, you know, he's like, come. he
2: comes we up. all.
1: We I, all come
2: I hope up. his PR team is uh, smart enough to be like, all right, I he
1: ain't got it no purpose. PR team. That's why he makes such shitty interviews and he's so boring <laughs> on everything. He doesn't have a PR team. He picked up his phone and was like, oh, I got to text Brian. I, and you know him, as soon as he <laughs> saw the word Brian, when he started writing BRI, he he just clicked on it and then sent the text. Oh man, congratulations, you're their guy. And then he's like, Biddy, he, oh, I fucked up. So, I mean, we've all done that before. Hell, even this week, I sent the text to the wrong group. Thank God I wasn't talking about nobody because I sent the text to the <laughs> wrong group. But, you know, I just did it because I was texting two people at once and it happens. And, you know, with Belichick, old ass on <laughs> an iPhone, I'm willing to bet. He, he might take text messaging off his phone after that.
0: He might. He might only call. He'll get a burner phone. <laughs> I got an old school flip phone. You can only call me. I ain't texting nobody. You want like to talk to me? Call
1: he me. Not, he not. No, that, that flip phone. You can still text. He gonna get the old school cell phone. That was just that one oh, long one of them big of that blocks. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's the crazy part though is that that text was a lens and and it was almost like opening Pandora's box into a world that Brian Flores didn't, wasn't privy to. And that most coaches probably aren't privy to only certain decision makers around the league and other a few other coaches that are probably tenured like him would, you know, be in communication with this group and they can confide in him and then he's not going to go blow the whistle. But this is where also racism is so pervasive that like Belichick maybe is complicit in a, racist practice without even realizing or attempting to be racist. He's just, he's part of the privileged group right now. He's in that small circle of people and these small circle of people have to whatever degree we want to add, you know, attribute the power, they have power. Him being a part of this knowledge source not knowingly like hey what you're what you're knowing right now is part of the reason why this Rooney rule is in place it's part of the reason why there has been disproportionate or or uh, unequal hiring practices it wasn't even his intention probably so i hope he does come out and he is you know open to what you know he's been privy to to help us unfurl this because until we can deconstruct it like we're not going to change it this this Rooney rule is going to be stepped around and 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 negotiated around you know, forever until something like Aaron said, you know, actually changes. And that's what this is hopefully going to like create that change of like, what are your hiring practices and are they actually going by the spirit of the law? And do we need well, to add more laws or rules to, you know, saying, you know, safeguard the spirit of what we're trying to in quotes, we're trying to accomplish Motherfucker's like still just trying to make money. It don't matter.
2: Well, I think the most interesting part about it is that they can still hire black coaches, right. And just put them in crappy situations because they hired Brian Flores in a crappy like, situation he, he was gonna lose like every game and he and he ended up not losing every game especially this season with like two and not working out the way they thought he was gonna work out uh um, but yeah like there's still hire black coaches in crappy situations right like whoever gets yes. the, the next the detroit job or <laughs> detroit they got hire any black dude like no one's gonna save
0: that situation or david culley <laughs>
1: and that's the main part of the problem is that for a black person to finally take a job it has to be a crappy job with either a crappy organization like detroit that's not doing well or houston that ran into his problems or miami after the adam Gates fire right or after paid men retired, they hired a black guy like, yeah paid men retired. it's like oh now <laughs> it's time for us to hire this black dude and then well, we it, get it,
0: it, let's get to it this would be let's be real <laughs> nothing more inspiring than a black person to see you through your darkest time. That's what black people are good at. It's like, it's like this black person who has a history, we don't want to talk about history, but you know, that was years ago, but they have such a good history and rich culture of persevering. They can get us through our tough times as white people. That's what they do. That's what I'll tell you, that's what they do, man. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins have hired a new head coach to replace Brian Flores. If you guys thought they were being racist, they are not being racist. Wonder why? They hired another coach That is not white. He is, they say, biracial, but he is not white. That's for sure. I say we kill him. Shut the door, nigga. Mike McDaniels, the offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, has been hired to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And since he is not white. The Niners are going to be compensated with two, not one, but two compensatory third round 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 picks in the next two years drafts because of this hiring practice. So the Miami Dolphins can fire a nigga for being too uppity. Then they can hire somebody who's not white and get (laughs) rewarded for them not being white. So, you know, the NFL keeps winning.
1: <laughs> man, that man, that man could have been in that uh, Rebecca Hall movie with Rufnaga and Tessa Thompson passing.
0: Hey, shout out to Miami Sports Music on Instagram. These fools They had a picture, a side-by-side picture of him and a young screech. Be like, we got a new head coach. <laughs> they just reposted another one. They, oh, they did another Miami one? Miami Sports Music posted a picture of him next to Mark Anthony. <laughs> and be like, we got a new head coach. This is
1: crazy, man, this
0: dude. And so it says his dad is black. Is what, like, like what kind of black? Like, like that one drop rule black? Like, like, like bare minimum one drop rule black? Or like, you know, like that, 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 that person who was like so white yet they're black because of the one drop rule based upon uh, 1820 sensibilities black? Is he that kind of black? Is that, is that kind of black?
1: His dad must have looked like Logic.
0: His it's like, man, his daddy make Megan marker look like a black Nubian queen.
1: <laughs> no, say what you said. Who, who, who makes
0: hey, Megan dad? Marker look like? Wait, you said make Megan Marker look like a uh, 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 Grace Jones? Okay.
2: Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know what Miss what, what Jack has told you, but it's not that kind of party, and I'd appreciate it if. The- hey, what's the matter? what you stop that? Stop it! Stop it! Will you stop it? Gladius, amère the Lord. I mean, I don't believe this you are going to turn
1: down a pussy like this. <laughs> that's the kind of white this dude is. This, this dude, dude, man. This <laughs> dude make, make logic look like uh, look like Bill Duke.
3: So you're telling me definitely that you pulled into the
2: garage and went into the house at
1: 8.15? Yes, that's I believe it was 8.15. Definitely.
2: Now you see something? You know you don't fucked up,
1: right? No! I see it
2: no i said i pulled into the garage (laughs) you know you don't fucked up right
0: (laughs) that's crazy man he's like he he make logic look like paul mooney
2: but white folks you shouldn't have made up nigga i didn't make it up (laughs) it's too bad i say nigga a hundred times every morning makes my teeth white nigga 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 (laughs) nigga
1: nigga exactly dude (laughs) This dude ain't got a black feature to begin with, man. Not one, not one, not hair, not a nose, not a beard. This picture, he looks
0: like he could be like Middle Eastern or have like a little bit like, you know, I don't know. He's just, he's got straight hair. He's got a little bit of tan, tan to him.
1: He can tan. He can tan because other pictures he ain't he ain't looking too tan. He can tan. We know he can tan.
0: We can but Italians can but tan. It look like, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It,
1: it, you know, Greek you know.
0: the Greeks can tan.
1: You know, to be honest, a lot of people can tan. Even Swedish people can tan. Well,
2: so the main reason this he, is. He looks more like is, Pete uh, Davidson. Well, so the main reason this is uh, uh is news because the Ford areas get two compensatory picks purely based on the league's diversity development and hiring incentive program. And because
1: <laughs> it's, it's Mr. The Fire bi- Nigger is and bi- get a, not racial, black, a not white. they
2: get two compensatory picks.
1: That, that doesn't make sense to me. They lost the coach. Um. And they fired. Don't forget, two days ago, they fired a black coach. Look that up, Jared. 49ers fired black coach. I want you to see. And they fired him because they asked him to take a 60% pay cut. He's the guy that developed George Kittle. And they fired him two days ago. And now they're getting picks. They asked him to take a 60% pay cut. John Embry. Like he actually has shit to do with him losing to the Rams. No, Jimmy Garofalo had shit to do with them losing yeah, the Rams. I mean, I
2: think he, I think if he was in uh if he was in New Orleans, if he was in if he, if he was in Jacksonville, he'll take the six percent pay cut, but he can't live out here in the Bay Area. He'd was
1: take that six percent pay cut. Next thing you know, he's written that studio apartment next door to me, Brandon.
0: I can see it there like, man, we gave you a sweetheart deal, we were paying you. million a year. We need you to make $800,000 a year. He'd be like, all right, fine. (laughs) To be a tight ends coach? Sure. But uh, I don't think he's making that much money. He was making
1: tight end coach money. (laughs) Man, which job in their mind? Even McDonald's don't ask people to take it. There's motherfuckers that fuck up the frying machine and That fuck up every order. And they don't ask them to take a 60% pay
0: yeah, cut. Yeah, 60% is a bit egregious. That's kind of what un,
1: job asked you to take more than half your pay cut. You know what? That was them wanting to fire them without yeah. first. They 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 were like, Hey man, we're gonna make them quit. And he was like, Nah, I ain't taking the pay cut. I got a contract, I'm sticking to it. And they are like, Well, we gotta fire you then. Well,
2: because didn't the foreigners hire somebody else as an assistant head coach? He was already year?
0: the assistant head coach, so yeah, I think they
2: hired somebody this past week as an assistant head coach. So. <laughs> See.
0: Oh, yeah, they, they, uh, uh, Anthony Lynn. They hired Anthony yeah. Lynn, the former Chargers coach, to be head, tra- Man, former they Chargers only head did coach. that, so that way when he get another job, they get more necessary
1: picks. This shit is getting <laughs> outrageous.
0: Dude. dude, you just need to start hiring people. Like, you got a
1: chance.
2: You, to- what do you want, Aaron? What you want the
1: I want Ward Connolly to work to be over this. The same motherfucker that got rid of affirmative of action in the GC system. I need him to be over this in the NFL because I don't want you just to do shit just to do it. Because the 49ers, it, it clearly looks like they're taking advantage of this knowing they'll get more picks. They don't need to hire Anthony Lynn. They already got a running back coach. They already got you. You're not gonna hire him as offensive coordinator because you saw what he did in San Diego. Yeah, so, maybe no,
0: no. He, but he was the def- he was a defensive coach. I thought he, nah, was, he, he got the well, he's a running, running back.
1: He was a running back in the league. Well, he, See, and that's another thing that gets me. I'll be seeing people that played offensive positions that were black in the league, and all of a sudden, next thing I know, they DB coaches and stuff like that. Damn, that's the what shit.
0: they have them do when they it's like. It's like you just playing quarterback. Put you a DB. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tony Dungy, he was, he was drafted as a quarterback and got changed to kill on the back.
0: Well, yeah. So shout out to Mike McDaniels, the not white guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, he makes Pete Davidson look, look like a young Malcolm X.
2: <laughs> Dude, well, I think. Well, I think it's nuts. Well, I think I think it really says a lot about the NFL that you have to put your like your assistant coaches race. It uh, gives
1: you points somehow in the draft system.
2: Nobody knows his is. race. Nobody <laughs> knew he wasn't.
0: Nobody knew he wasn't not a nobody. white dude.
1: <laughs> no, and that's the thing, Brandon. You got to look at like his Instagram, dude. I don't see any part of his. He didn't grow up in a black neighborhood. At least give me that. At least he grew up or near a black neighborhood, right? In Aurora, Colorado. Yeah, give me something. He grew up. He grew up. Probably went to Columbine High.
0: Baseball Hall of Fame. Big Poppy oh yeah, man. Big Papi made it into the Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Famer now. Big Poppy oh yeah, man. Unfortunately, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were once again held out. And it was their last chance of getting in. They have officially been blocked out of the Hall of Fame. What do you guys think about that?
1: The Hall of Fame must be a popularity contest if, if Big Poppy got in. Because now we're at the point where it was like, all right, we're going to keep the people who... Who we know tested positive for steroids out, right? So Raphael Pomero out. But then it's like, all right, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens never failed a test. We have other things that might link them, right? Yeah. But they've never failed a test. In fact, it wasn't even illegal when they were playing. And yeah. then you got Big Poppy, who I mean, let's let's be real. At one point he was a steroid user, and the test that was supposed to be anonymous got leaked. And so it came out that hey, Big Poppy was one of the people that failed the test. But remember. Part of that testing was it wasn't going to hurt you and it was going to be anonymous, just so we could get a percentage of how many people are on PEDs. One of them was Big Poppy, but I guess if you're lovable enough and you smile in the right place and show enough teeth, you get in. And Big Poppy go in first ballot, man, over Oh, yeah, and two man. Linens. Big
0: Poppy, man. I think it was Big Poppy's last, uh, that that world series year where he was just basically he went crazy he basically carried no, that he, team he in the world he series he did
1: but if you look at his numbers he shouldn't have been first ballot Fuck fair, baseball
0: hall of fame fair enough like whether he should be first ballot but like that that l- last world series run he went on that season where he was just like unstoppable okay. that playoffs he basically did like a marco scudero in the playoffs where like they they couldn't pitch to him cuz he was hitting everything that was Barry
2: Bonds for about 4 years
0: yeah that <laughs> was Barry. for more
1: than 4 years that <laughs> was <laughs> I, i'm just saying and that he I'm, took a run
2: were Barry Bonds where saying, They I'm would walk just, the bases
0: yeah, that happened. That happened minds,
1: led the league in home runs and only saw one pitch per game. <laughs> he yeah. Saw one strike <laughs> per game yeah. and led the league in home runs and didn't strike out and walk. He had more intentional walks than teams. <laughs> yeah. look, I'm coming as a Big Poppy fan. I like Big Poppies. Hey, you're a fungal, he's man. This, this Hall of Fame, this one particular, just basically ruined the baseball Hall of Fame.
0: I, I agree. Yeah, my thing is I'm not against Big Poppy getting in, even though he was like if we're going off the merit of PEDs, he used PEDs. That throws that argument out of the window or justification out of the window. But it, it is a popularity contest. They're proving that it is as much a popularity contest as it, a merit, as it is a merit-based contest. And it's a popularity contest mixed with merit, mixed with the times, right? So I was asking myself, I was like, who are some of the worst other people that have made it into the Hall of Fame? That probably like if we're looking at it retrospectively shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, because like if you want to hold out Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, Roger Clemens, douchebag, Barry Bonds, douchebag, both of them not not nice people. Were they murderers? Were they bad, evil people? I wouldn't say so. But well, Roger Clemens did throw his wife under the bus talking about <laughs> he did. Then he say his wife, I mean, I accidentally saw my wife's appeals. Uh, 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 she was taking steroids. <laughs> Barry uh, Bonds wasn't liked by the writers. Roger Clemens was liked by the writers. No, no, Roger Clemens was liked, but Roger Clemens also, I'm pretty sure, said he, his wife was on no, steroids. Kurt Schilling is
1: a douchebag, <laughs> right? No, he didn't get in, and he's a douchebag. He yeah, probably no, he deserves is. to be in, but he didn't get in because he's also, his a, is, he's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. Whereas Bonds
0: wasn't warm towards media. Can you think of any players who were worse or people than Barry Bonds that... Oh, yeah, tons of them. That's already in the Hall of Fame. I mean, the yeah. you know, the Hall of
1: baseball Hall of Fame was started with nothing but racist people, mm-hmm. racist and bad people. I don't know. Roger Hornsby probably was in the KKK. I mean, I don't doubt it. there's a reason why they wouldn't let the Negro players play.
0: Well, yeah, you got Roger Hornsby. He was almost certainly uh, believed to be in the KKK based upon information <laughs> and people who knew him. He's Lots triple two-time two triple crown winning, though. The motherfucker was bad. He hit 40 home runs in 1922. Oh, 20. no, he, he was bad. He was a bad, bad motherfucker, but he's also playing a bunch against a bunch of soft thrown salty-ass motherfucker. He, he was accused of releasing Catholic players from his team because, you know, not only they hate niggas, they also hated the Catholics. The KKK, man. They hate, hate the Catholics, no Catholics and the Jews. mm mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> But that he still
1: hurt. And it really makes sense. That's a KKK just didn't make sense. He had Catholics, Jews. I was like, who the hell do you like?
3: All right, we'll give some land to the niggers and the chinks. But we don't want the Irish.
0: <laughs> they just like beautiful white woman. Then there's uh, also Ty Cobb. He's probably the most notori- notorious yeah. one. It's compliments of grunge.com, baseball's biggest controversies. Oh, no, that. you never seen the HBO
1: movie, uh, the Ty Cobb movie? is a great movie Mm-mm. starring uh, your boy, Tommy Lee Jones, as Ty mm-hmm. Cobb. He was an older Ty Cobb, like he wasn't playing anymore. It was made off of a book and he goes off on everybody. Ty Cobb was a horrible human being. It was about this time this writer who wrote the book spit with Ty Cobb, traveling around from city to city. He was doing some tour. And the writer was like, he's just an awful human being. I think he might (laughs) have shot a gun at the writer at one point. I mean, the guy, he he hated Babe Ruth. He hated everybody.
0: He went into the stands and assaulted a fan. (laughs) That's Ty Cobb for (laughs) you. like just think about it. Like, like anybody from mouse in the palace you know what i'm saying that would oh if they were baseball players they did some mouse in the palace type shit especially if it was brothers but anybody current day they would it'd be hard for them to get into the hall of fame because it would be not right now they'd be like no we're not you can't you went to the stand and beat up fans got to fight with fans that's gonna get you roger clemens and uh barry bonds he yeah, also yeah.
1: used to sharpen his spikes and then and then slide in yeah. spikes
0: yeah, he's one of the dirtiest players ever.
1: Oh, this bastard shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But Selig? Selig. but Selig should not be in the Hall of Fame. I read, a based, I read a book based on Bud Selig. He allowed the steroid era to happen. It wasn't yeah. a secret, Brandon. Dude, it wasn't baseball, secret. baseball was going to
2: fold, dude. They was like, after that strike in 92. You know whatever. why the
1: strike happened? Because of his <laughs> ass. His ass is the reason why the strike happened. And he, and he fixed it, though. That was, second, that was his second fucking strike. No, he kept having strikes. He didn't fix shit. I read a book, biggest book, uh, one of the biggest books I ever read that wasn't Game of Thrones. And it was on the baseball during the Bud Selig era. And the basically followed three people, Donald Fuhrer, him, and I forgot the third person. But uh, Donald Fuhr was ahead head of the prayers union. Bud Selig was shitty. He was only supposed to be the interim but he kept lying. He kept doing that whole, oh, I'm just going to take this until we find the right person. And then he would never relinquish it, right? He also, he was still owner of Milwaukee while being the commissioner and all kind of bullshit. He moved the team. He should have been the one moving. Milwaukee had a worse attendance than the teams that had to move, like Montreal. No, he should not be in the Hall of Fame, man.
0: Yeah, Bud Seagal was not the greatest. Was he turned not the a greatest. blind eye.
1: He was the one that turned a blind eye to steroids.
0: Bro, that was like, on news every night, it was like the home run chase. It was like this this record that stood for, for what sixty years or seventy mm. years, you know, saying the sixty two home runs, sixty home runs, and Sosa. You know, oh yeah, man, American dream, man. And then you got Barry Bonds. Uh, uh, you got you got Michael Mark Mark who is the dream. He's a beautiful white American dream of a man. And you had like two competing narratives. It was great. It was a great moment for the for the country. So I give Buster some credit because they let it ride. I think it was he good for baseball. It was good for the country. You know, he what I'm wouldn't saying? test.
1: He wouldn't test. My whole <laughs> thing is, if you're gonna keep Bonds and Clemens out. Then Bud Selig has to stay out. Yeah, because he Selig didn't really test them. Yeah, he was his the one that didn't want the rules. Yeah, that's nah, why he, Congress brought him in because they're like, dude, you knew about this and you let it go.
0: Yep, and then they did a thing where they just got rid of all the other evidence and said, uh, that's all we know, uh, John Gruden has been fired. <laughs> Come on, exactly. You it. <laughs> John Gruden got fired in 2000. What year was that? The the Mitchell Report? John Gruden <laughs> got fired that year also. Coincidentally, from the Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's get to Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is a segment we're in the show with. Um, where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, and talk about something that's been pissing them off. Or a highlight, a positive uh, that's going on in the world. So Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. It's time. Aaron, <laughs> do you have a cutty corner shout out?
1: Yeah, since I started the show talking about food and food trucks, things like that, I guess I'll end my segment talking about food again. My cutty corner shout out goes out to McDonald's. Um, this week, McDonald's introduced the uh, chicken Big Mac out in in the UK, in Ireland, Ireland to be exact. And I'm like, it actually looks really good. It's bigger than the Big Mac. And and I'm not talking about the McDonald's about pictures people put on Twitter after buying it, and uh, and then I started thinking about like when I was in Thailand, like McDonald's had some other had like stuff that was you know they 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 catered their menu to the country you're right? in. But then as I was reading up on the Chicken Big Mac, I'm like, that has shit to do with UK. Why is that out there, right? And I started noticing that McDonald's has some shit in other countries that don't have shit to do with that country. That I'm like, why don't I sell it here? I'll buy that shit here. Like, for example, the, uh, in Korea, McDonald's have a churro. They sell a churro. It's one of the hottest selling out, uh, items. Guess what? That'll be hot out here. Japan has a chicken sandwich that comes in a bag. That's fried chicken. It's like a patty, but it's big. And it actually has like, you could get it in lemon, red pepper, or, you know, or something else, right? And I'm like, why not have that in Uruguay? You're great. They have like a pancake with ice cream on top. This is the one that really got me. And Singapore, McDonald's have curly fries. Curly fries. That shit would sell like hotcakes to this motherfucker out here, right? This is the home of curly fries. Curly fries have been out here. I'm going to sell it out here. You got the goddamn chicken sandwich, uh, the chicken Big Mac, and all this. But then guess what? I saw the price of the chicken Big Mac in the UK, and that shit was expensive. It was like seven bucks. And like I said, it's a huge sandwich. But you could make that sandwich by ordering $2.29 chicken sandwiches and just putting them together. Boom.
0: My cutting Corner shout out goes out to the NFL and their rules about hiring a not white guy and then giving that not white guy's former team compensatory picks because he was not white when he was there and he's not white when he's leaving your team and therefore that makes him a ethnic hire and you get compensated. Fuck the 49ers. Y'all ain't big stepping. Y'all ain't y'all ain't big stepping no more. Y'all trying to big step in the, in the, in the compensatory picks because you're using non-white guys uh, on your staff. <laughs> Fake ass Mark Marcos Anthony looking motherfucker. This motherfucker over here is so not white that he makes the least non-black Black people look like the darkest Congolese motherfuckers you would ever see. Cut a quarter shout-out goes to the 49ers, the NFL, for allowing these non-white guys to get the... These non-white guys and whoever they're affiliated with to gain the benefits of the diversity programs that are meant to benefit the people that are actually not white.
2: (laughs) It's nuts that, like, you gotta... (laughs) How many logical dudes can we get our staff?
0: And my other thing is that if Mike McDaniel is using the fact that he is not white, although he was actively trying to pass as white, fuck you. That's uh, like Elizabeth that. Warren saying she's an 18th uh, of a twentieth of a percent Cherokee when she applied for the fucking uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 presidential elections.
1: That might be my favorite Trump. You know, Trump, that was his funniest post ever when he posted about the Washington when the Reds when the Washington football team was changing their names. Mike yeah. Dale make rescue. Elizabeth
0: Warren look like Chief Wahoo.
1: But <laughs> Trump said, the Redskins change their name. It's a bad idea. Elizabeth Warren's gonna be pissed. Daddy fucking idiot. That was the funniest thugs he ever did. The funniest
0: Oh, that was a troll, dude. Um, I, I just don't know, man. It's crazy. You know what? Uh, fuck the Rooney Rule. Just take it all apart. Just don't even do the Rooney Rule no more. Don't even don't even try and mask your bigotry and your racism. Just let it be what it's gonna be, and let these coaches know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe, maybe we'll move away from uh uh toward. I don't know. Shout out to Brian Flores, sponsorship man. I'm rooting Mike for. Mike
1: McDaniel make uh, Jackson Mahomes look like Chris Brown. <laughs>
0: Uh, I will say at the, at the
2: at the time of uh, the time
0: it was recorded. No, he's making look like Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Talk <took> about that back. <laughs> Mike McDaniel make Barry Manilow look like James Brown. And who the fuck is Mike McDaniel? Another person, Cap Anson, the main person who helped segregate baseball. He's in the Hall of Fame. Baseball wasn't always a segregated sport. In the 19th century, while there were racist and segregationist forces in the game, it wasn't uncommon for teams to have black players. Cap Anson, he was elected to the hall in 1939, but um, he's one of the people who you know, it was instrumental in you know segregating the game.
1: Yeah, keep going with some players we know, Jared. Nobody know the fuck Cap Anson. I'm from. just saying, like
0: the guy who even made it to her, like, because all these other guys we talk, we are talking about uh, your boy Ty Cobb, Ty Cobb, and Roger Hornsby. Like these guys were, these guys. Those are big names. No no no, 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 but no, no, but but that's yeah. that's the other layer of this whole conversation about who should be in the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame and its merits is that like these guys played in segregated baseball, so Cap Anson was one of the main people who pushed for segregation. He made it to the Hall of Fame. And these other two guys who came after him got all their stats in a segregated baseball league. Um, All right, keep going, keep going. I want to see who else on this list. Oh yeah, Whitey Ford. Um, He's confessed to cheating and betting on games. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Ford admitted several times that he cheated um, and pretty blatantly. Um, he used several techniques. For one example, he would cut the ball with his ring. Sometimes he would load the ball with mud that he purposely seated around the pitcher's mound. Um, he used special gunk prepared ahead of the games. He said he uh, was forced oh, to, to cheat to stay competitive. I, th- I thought he said he bet on games before, but maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it wasn't him.
1: Man, I'm mad that it's, that it's missing a certain person.
0: Who? How is Kirby Puckett not on there? Oh, what, what about Kirby Puckett? What's wrong with Kirby Dude Puckett?
1: Dude in jail for rape. Is he
0: dead? I thought he died. Man, he maybe he, I and know, maybe he was on
2: crack. So apparently, he raped somebody,
0: died. And it's on crack. He raped somebody, died, and was on crack. You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? I do remember the rape thing vaguely. He went to jail, dude. <laughs> Did he die, though? Uh, he might be
1: dead. Di- I don't know. Prince died. I know that's, that one black dude died. Yeah, Kerry Parker died in 06. He died. Mm-hmm. at 45 probably from all the rape pills he was taking he I was accused that. of groping a woman in a, in a restaurant bathroom false imprisonment because yeah he didn't let her
0: out the bathroom mm-hmm. and he assaulted her that sounds like uh like like
3: two friday he nights for ben roethlisberger it, <laughs> <laughs> yep